Good morning, and the conversation continues here on 94 WIP All Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. We're easing on into WIP Sunday, and a cold WIP Sunday it promises to be. So hopefully you're someplace nice and warm, whether it's under a blanket or at the kitchen table, sipping something hot and tasty. In any case, no matter where you are and where you're going, take 94 WIP with you. Always good conversation. And to get right to work today, our spin doctor on all things extraordinaire, Bob Newman, Newman Communications. Good morning, Bob Newman. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm fine. It has been such a week. Makes you, my head you know, hurt. it's been such a week. It's been such a month. And, uh, you know, it's been such a year, you know, it being the, uh, the anniversary of Trump. Um, let me provide a little uh, a little bit of uh, historical perspective here. And then, um, you know, in the next segments, we can get specifically into, you know, what happened in the election, what, uh, you know, what's going on in uh, in North Korea, what's going on with the Russian investigation and uh, and even some of the scandals that are uh, engulfing us uh, and some of the controversies. Um, Since the last time we talked, you know, we've been through the, the massive tragedy in Las Vegas. Uh, where I had lost a friend, uh, been through the uh, the New York uh, you know, Tribeca terrorism attack, where I was about a block away from there, and uh, and then the church shootings recently. We've been through the sexual scandals, uh, and I say sexual scandals because some of them are harassment, and some of them are even worse, and some of them are in your neighborhood uh, going on right now. Um, we've been through the Daily Trump, and, and I'll kind of leave it that way uh, in general here. So there's been, you know, cultural destruction here. Um, the state of our, our government, the state of our country, of our uh, institutions um, has really decayed. Um, we, we're really faced with inept leadership on all levels. And then finally, I think individuals are fighting back in in many ways. But, you know, this isn't with the historical lesson that I promised. This isn't, you know, the first time. I mean, if you look at 1848, if you look at 1905 with uh, with industrialization and and, and how that negatively affected people. But Teddy Roosevelt came in and, uh, and they built new systems. They built the Fed and others. You know, look at 1968. Uh, with the Bohemian radicals, and uh, and now you have the the rise of uh, of populism. Um, you know, we we've seen these we've seen these kind of hiccups before um, throughout the world. Some Mandela, and we saw Europe in the '90s and uh, and Oslo. But I don't think it's got to the point where um, where we have seen at the, uh, what we see now: the tolerance for authoritarianism. No more respect for the truth. No more free speech on campuses, which goes on both sides of the aisle. Um, and, um, and a populist system um, that has really defied uh, openness at this point. A populist system that doesn't want open immigration, that doesn't want open trade. Um, and this is really, as you know, happening throughout the world where there are people from somewhere and then there are the globalists on the other side, you know, people from uh, people from anywhere. Um, you know, Trump in particular has has lit this fire. But in the last election, we saw the Dems not only uh, take the cities and the Republicans, the farms, but we saw the Democrats really take back 
some of the suburbs in Virginia, in your Philadelphia suburbs, in um, in New York, you know, in Westchester County and elsewhere, where he had uh, where he had gone. But what we're looking at now, Peter, is the collapse of all very standard parties, the Republican, the Democratic Party. Um, and you're really seeing the fringes at this point take over. We're seeing a debate between what we'll call populism, where people have conviction on both sides, you know, the Bernie side and the Bannon side, where they have conviction, where they're organized, where they're taking, uh, taking out ideas and they're taking on the establishment versus what we might call liberalism in, it, in its true sense, you know, free exchange, no conviction, people more dispersed, uh, people who are defending but not necessarily going out there and, uh, and stating what they believe. I think Trump has had a big effect on it. He's, uh, he has really, uh, in, in some ways, he has degraded public life. He's aroused bigotry. Bigotry. He's degraded intellectual virtue. Um, when it comes to honesty, uh, he's degraded that. Uh, as I said, um, the GOP is stuck, uh, you know, with him at this point, and the Democratic Party, I think, is is fighting both ways. When in the big picture, and we'll get specifically into it in this election, there were people who want to rise. You know, there's the immigrant populations around Loudoun County in Virginia, which which are significant, uh, who want to rise, who want to do better for their families, um, who really don't care about Wall Street at all um, at this point. Uh, they don't look down upon that. Um, and those are the ones who really came out, uh, those suburban, you know, the, those suburban populations. I think Bernie Sanders has it wrong. Okay, he talks about the top one percent all the time. The difference in this society is more the top twenty percent. Um, the you know what is going on in this country? The destruction, opiates uh, here. I mean, this isn't small. This is far in excess of you know who died during the Vietnam War. So these populists come back with belief systems versus the other side, uh, the liberal side comes back with more process. Within that, we have two last things. We, we have the guns, uh, the gun debate, which we, we can talk about, and we have all of these sexual harassment debates that are here. Unfortunately, Peter, partisan, uh, partisanship really blinds us morally here. Uh, it blinds the truth. It is the idol of the day, partisanship. Um, our, our politics, uh, has, you know, gridlock in D.C. through that partisanship and throughout the country in terms of actually having discussions. So to wrap up, people are have a choice. Do they want to be locked in conflict versus, you know, locked in conversation? Um, do they want to be defined by our differences versus defined by our common humanity? Um, do they want to make progress, you know, common progress where we're all marching towards a common future? Or do they want to do what the president really talks about, about just being one, being singular here and taking care of ourselves and suggesting others throughout the world take care of themselves? Heavy duty stuff, certainly. Yeah, it, 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 it is by far much bigger. And, you know, there's there are questions at this point, you know, in terms of our, our last election. I really believe that 
in effect while Harvey Weinstein or Bill O'Reilly weren't on the ballot. I think that people voted against Harvey and Bill, but they did it in the name of Trump. Um, in this last election, um, how do the Republicans win in the Philadelphia suburbs, in um, you know throughout the country? How do they win with a president who has who has thirty five a thirty five percent ranking? You know, Democrats looking at the health care debate, and seventy seven percent of them saying we're against what has happened, and only twenty three percent being being favored. Trump won those suburban, you know, uh, people before. Now he, uh, you know, by by 49 to 45, now he lost them, I believe, by, you know, uh, 51 to 49 in this last election. Um, the party, the parties both are in an existential crisis. And, you know, I don't mean to, 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 to add, you know, anything salacious here, but, you know, Let's look at the local area. Let's look at Philadelphia, okay? Okay. You have a county commissioner named, what is his name, Philip R. out of Radnor County? A a Democratic commissioner, okay? Ten counts of distribution of child porn. Fifty counts of possession of of, uh, child porn. Sixty counts of uh, using a... uh, a community facility, to, you know, to uh, to work this this child porn. You know, let's look up in Pittsburgh at Tim Ryan and the absolutely you know horrendous things, the abuse, the verbal, the physical, the sexual abuse that came out of that office before he resigned. And then let's just finally wrap it up with, uh, I believe, still on appeal. The person in the state of Pennsylvania who should take responsibility for the law, the you know the former Attorney General Kathleen Kane, you know, she she uh, she I think she will be in jail eventually for ten to twenty three months, and if these are the people who we are electing, the Philip R's, the Kathleen Kanes, the Tim Ryan's, it's not just Donald Trump. Donald Trump really has created a much larger attitude here. But, Peter, I think Donald Trump has also done one other thing. On the one hand, he's made it so Americans feel as though they can say and do what they want, okay? And I think many of these scandals come out of that. But also, he'll live by the sword because at this point, we see in the election and we see in the reaction to Harvey Weinstein, to Mark Halperin, to, um, to uh, Louis C.K., and especially to Kevin Spacey, that if you, what's his name, if at this point we find you, like they did Ceausescu in Romania, we're going to shoot you at this point. You know, we're going uh, to take you down at this point. I think Americans have had it, and they showed it a little bit in this past, uh, in this past election, um, Trump is is clearly a factor in degrading where we're going here. He's not the only one here. And for your audience to be to go on both sides, I really do think it goes back to Bill Clinton. Okay, everybody turned away. Okay, they you know this is where Louis C.K. This is where Kevin Spacey. This is where that generation in effect, grew up through it professionally. And what happened in the Clinton White House, I don't believe can be underestimated. And subsequently, um, 
this this ignorance, this looking away at a human being, a female human being, not considering her as I think Louis C.K. said in in his apology. This is an America that is happening in these sexual harassment scandals, but it is also happening um, in 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 other in other places. And you know, the Republicans see it with Roy Moore at this point. You know, going back to that same Clinton era, if not before, when he was a, an assistant district attorney. Um, if what is put out there against him is true, he was a pedophile. And the Republican Party at this point, as you know, is struggling terribly with only a couple out there. John McCain, who, who knows he's on, you know, a limited amount of time to say, cut him off. Or Mitt Romney, who recently did it, who's coming out and taking a stand probably based, A, on his religious beliefs, and B, based on the fact that if Orrin Hatch doesn't run in Utah, I think Mitt Romney will run to that Senate seat. And, uh, and they are actually the heroes at this point to say enough is enough. And the heroes are also all the women out in the country to say enough is enough and to, to come back here. It's happening in the sexual harassment scandals. It happened at the polls this week. I think it's happening in terms of our, our legal systems that have failed. The New York, uh, the New York DA system that failed with Harvey Weinstein. I think it's happening in Philadelphia, as I said, with Philip R. There, and this is kind of our new paradigm here of Americans as well as the system are going to say no more. It's happening legally, but it will happen politically too. Wow. Um, all right, let's talk about Roy Moore. This man is going to run no matter what. There was a county commissioner down there in Alabama that said, even if he did it, I'm going to vote for him. How can people continue to vote for this man? It is a perversion of Christian faith for someone to go out and talk about Joseph and was it Mary? Yep. Uh, you know, it is it is a perversion of, of, of that to raise the Bible in, in that uh, part. Earlier in the conversation, I talked about partisanship blurring morality. That's what we have here, okay, where they're totally looking aside. They're not looking at women as human beings. They're not looking at children or seniors or, or, or others as, uh, as, as those in which we need to protect. They are looking at them. And, and let me make an, an analogy here. Why do the young people get frustrated with our system? They get, and why have they moved to the fringe parties like the Bernie, you know, the Bernie party? Because they're looked upon simply as human capital. Okay, they're looked upon after their education as what they'll do in terms of job and system. And there's an analogy right over there to how these parties even look at these individuals who are coming out after all of these years. Okay, I mean, I leave open a a 2 percent, a 5 percent, you know, a 10 percent at most, you know, possibility that something has been cooked up there. But even if it has the stain on Roy Moore at this point, you will have what's it, you will have 
Republicans soon coming out despite what they know they need in uh, votes on tax reform, what they need they know in votes in health care, infrastructure, um, and even appeals court justice appointments. They will come out against him pretty soon. I think it will, it will all fall apart. Can he potentially win? Sure. He was ahead by 11 points in the polls when this started. The polls yesterday were even. But I, I don't count out anything at this point. We know that they counted out Donald Trump because of polls. And, um, and you know, like him or not, uh, because I think Steve Bannon is a, in some ways, he's a misunderstood character. Um, because I think he would be just as happy on the far left as he is on the far right, having always praised Bernie Sanders and Sherrod Brown of Ohio and others. Um, I think Steve Bannon will get in there in Alabama and do all he can, you know, to uh, to get this election on Ray Moore's side, um, unless further allegations come out and further support of what happened 30 or 40 years ago or if anything has happened in the last 10 years. And you're listening to WIP Sunday here on 94 WIP. My guest, Bob Newman, Newman Communications, our spin doctor on all things, with us this morning to help us get a perspective on events of the world. We'll be back after these messages, Bob, so stay with me. The WIP time, 718. We're back. My guest this morning, Bob Newman, Newman Communications, our spin doctor on all things extraordinaire. Bob, you, 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 yeah. you know, I, I just I just heard the promo for sixty minutes. Okay, I might grow up in a hometown that uh, that sported or that has uh, the gymnast Allie Raisman as their as as one of our residents, uh, Nita, Massachusetts. And I mean, <laughs> this culture is is just it's falling apart. I mean, she will go on TV tonight. And, and she will say, as did other 15 or 20 girls, that the she was sent as a gymnast to a doctor who put his hands into bad position, bad places. Okay, I mean it's it's one thing after the other. It's it's in our sports, it's in our political institutions, it's in our schools, as we see, and you know the abuse that some teachers actually do, the female teachers on on male students. It is. It's out of you know control, and it uh, you know on on that area, Peter. Um, you know, it, which which is interesting to me. You know, there was a time in society where you know sex was about sex and marriage, and then it became a time in society when it was about you know sex with only the person you love. Uh, you know, then we got into the you know the area of of sex for pleasure, but. You know, what's been happening all along is that uh, it's been used as, you know, as, as a power tool, okay? And, uh, you know, this, this harassment behind the scenes. And these are lifetime uh, patterns where individuals don't see the, don't see the individuals. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, the 60 Minutes part uh, made me think of the following. There is trauma every day in our culture, okay? There's trauma and this disassociation every day in our culture um, that comes from our political institutions, that comes from our leaders, that, you know, as we see here, comes from, you know, from the medical or from the sports. And I, I really do believe eventually that, 
the society will, uh, you know, kind of the populist end of the society will raise up against it and just say we're intolerant at this point. I mean, if you if you want to segue into political, okay, in in your in your local area of Philadelphia, you know, James Madison and George Mason, you know, argued, you know, for for time and time again for impeachment, you know, to have that as a part of, uh, of, of the document, okay, that, uh, you know, that the, the, that the founders were writing. And I think our society does have the safety nets eventually to put into place here. It's the people who have to trigger them. How can we expect men and women to behave sexually, primarily men, but men and women, when you have a president who's accused of putting his hands in all kinds of interesting places. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, as I said, you know, just to be fair, I think it started back with Clinton, but I think it has, it has extended, you know, towards, uh, towards at this point, um, you know, Trump very much so in what he said in the Access Hollywood tape one year ago today. I mean, I'm horrified. I had respect for, for, for Bush 41, Bush Sr., but he's admitted where he puts his hand all the time now. Okay, when he's in his wheelchair, you know, behind uh, women or in front of women too, and and he's someone I you know I deeply respect for his uh, uh, for his uh, service to the country and for his his knowledge and even for the moderation in which he's always had. So you know I I, I want to say sometimes when it comes to the Democrats and the Republicans and to our audience here when it comes to inept leadership you know for instance you know the Mitch McConnells and others I want to say it's on both sides and, and I mean and it clearly is at the same time Peter there are what's his name good leaders out there I think that they're in they're in bad institutions out here Back on Trump to, to to get your question because I will not I will not avoid it. Um, I think Trump has, as I said earlier, he's given license to people for to do these things. But I also think with his with his Twitter uh, twittering and with his verbal assaults that he does, Americans will turn on him. As I said, they did the Romanian leader. Okay, I think he lives by the sword, or in the sword is his voice. It's his twittering. It's other things. He will he will die by that. And I, you know, I sometimes wake up and I believe that Mueller is is following a line in the old TV show NYPD Blue. Andy Sipowitz in the TV show once said. You know, if we don't get him for this one, we're going to find one to get him for. You know, kind of O.J. Simpson. We didn't get him for the murders, but, you know, we gave him a lot of extra time for breaking into a hotel room, uh, you know, with a with a gun at this point. I think Mueller at this point is digging so deeply that he is just going to connect the dots somehow, whether it be with George Papadopoulos, whether it be with the Russian professor, whether it be to turn Manafort and Gates uh, on their backs to figure out what happened with uh, with the Ukrainian president, Viktor Yanukovych, or with the Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyov, or with this Russian lawyer, uh, um, you know, uh, there and and whether he tries to bring down and you know, the same that he's going to probably do with Carter Page with Mike Flynn um, and whether he tries to bring down Jared Kushner, Jeff Sessions, or if it goes up to the president at that point. So this all still goes to the same theme. Um, the sexual harassers 
um, will now be held accountable. I believe this this is now not not uh, not game on anymore for for them. I mean, you know, check out some of them. Kevin Spacey canceled show canceled movie they pulled him out of the movie and they're reshooting it with somebody else Louis CK losing all his shows my former client game change author Mark Halperin fired from uh, from HBO in the documentary they were going to do Showtime canceled the circus Penguin Publishing canceled the book um, that he was going to have come out so I, at this point, you know, we tell our kids they have to be accountable for their bad behavior. These people have acted brutally, not like children, but they're going to be treated that way. And I think we're going to see in the next weeks the New York District Attorney's Office nail Weinstein as the example here. And at that point, there will be a, a cold chill throughout men and men's offices and, and, and power centers at this point um, to not continue to act in that way and uh, it won't be okay if the president of the united states at this point does that the country will uh either even further turn on him who now sits at a 35 percent approval rating bob i want you to put on your pr man hat for a minute totally because it strikes me people like louis ck people like richard dreyfus who've been accused people like um kevin spacey People like George Takei, Mr. Sulu, for God's sakes. Yep. All these people, their careers are over, aren't they? Or are they? You know, I, I think in large part they are over. You know, um, Michael Richards went on a rant using the N-word. and You really haven't seen Michael Richards in five to ten years. Okay? There's a certain line there that you, you go over, and it's very difficult, and you have to go away for a very long time. You know, some will say that the Louis C.K. apology was better than others there. Some will also say his apology went too far, interestingly enough, um, if you pick through the words. Um, you know, I, I, I want to take a little left turn there. I think Sean Hannity brought down Ray Moore with his interview. I mean, he stumbled on it. Okay, I mean, he talked about not uh, what's his name, it not being in his character or not being how he usually did things, and that he can't remember there, but he never emphatically and and, and he tried to go the uh, the Republican route of blaming this on uh, you know on the the Democratic establishment and even the moderate Republicans of coming after him who never wanted him there. Um, I think these careers, you know, have very little chance of coming uh, back. There's no way there is a film studio who uh, who can put together a PR plan to bring Kevin Spacey back, okay? You know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people will be affected who work in Baltimore on House of Cards. And uh, his movie, they have to put a lot of money in to put Christopher Plummer into the role at this point. Um you know, do I think Mark Halperin has a has a career down the line? Very, very unlikely. Listen, it shows, you know, that, you know, what Brian Williams did by fabricating a few things and is now back on the ear pales in comparison here to hurting human beings, um, as these individuals have done. They're coming out throughout the country. And I think the, the one thing you, you need to accept on all of these people from more 
to Spacey, to Louis C.K. I think we've only heard the beginning on them of of what uh, of what they've done over the years. It will be a drip, drip, drip day after day. So no, um, I don't think I'd you know want to be you know uh, bring back their careers to me um, in a similar way. Okay, and I mean I mean this seriously, and I I, I I do not what's the name feel bad saying it to a similar way. They are like the priests who were in you know the movie Spotlight, uh, you know the the uh, Boston and throughout the country and throughout the world pedophile cry, crisis with the Catholic Church okay um, there isn't a PR plan I mean that's a great example the, the Archdiocese of Boston came to me once and they said so we want you to be our PR guy for this terrible you know situation that's happened and I said to them number one lay out the files and tell let's tell everybody exactly what happened and to what extent number two let's talk about how we're going to reform the system and make sure there's oversight number three let's talk about how we're going to make people whole whether it be financially or uh, in in terms of getting them uh, therapy and they looked at me and said no we want to push it under the rug okay the push it under the rug at this point with all of the institutions we're talking about, mostly media institutions, is basically just to cut it off. They don't want a PR guy dealing with this salacious stuff by the day. They have an easy time moving on to the next star, the next movie, and, and so forth and, and, and so on. I have great sympathy for the women and men who have been abused, but... At the same time, these people flush their careers down the proverbial toilet, and you got to wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I, I think I think there'll be you know some bizarre stuff come out. You know, someone will write a book, and someone will commit suicide. I'm, I'm being serious here. You know, you we we will see, um, you know, we'll see you know some act out that does occur. But I think. You know this ADD culture of ours. Okay, you know, I mean, one of one this ADD culture of ours will just move on. You know, move on to the next uh, the next phase. Um, you know, one of the problems in our uh, in our politics these days is that you know it, it lacks very much. Uh, our political defun- uh, dysfunction comes out of uh, social dysfunction. And, you know, people are, are not connected to each other. Um, I think there's a loss of skill of connection. There's a loss of intimacy. I think families are disconnected. So, you know, I want to take that riff and kind of move it back to to all of, you know, this society. If we can't connect one-on-one on good things that we have and spend most of our time, you know, uh, you know, hiding from the world on social media, on email, and not even connecting, you know, some people don't even have a phone anymore. If we can't do it as individuals on the good, okay, and to repair our own families and to repair our own, you know, uh, parent-child relationships, it's not going to happen when it comes to these individuals and their careers. They will be thrown overboard uh, here. You're not going to see them all come out at this point. Some will say that uh, you know actors have come back when they've been anti-Semitic. Actors have come back when they've been uh, you know when they've had uh, you know uh, crises in terms of alcoholism or, or drugs. This really pales into in comparison those were things that hurt themselves these are things that hurt others and for liability reasons studio execs 
political institutions and the so forth aren't going to want them. Listen, for years and years on the political side, people were, people were coming back. You know, you know, in in uh, in Providence, you know, Mayor Buddy Santy would would uh, would be you know between the mayor's office and jail several and, and being a talk show host several times. And I even have seen mayors who are running this time, uh, like up in Connecticut, who have had, uh, who have, uh, you know, have had federal charges in the past uh, against them. Um, you know, Governor Rowland tried to do it in Connecticut himself several times. I think it's a new day in time. And on the one hand, we can criticize Donald Trump for what he's done in terms of, you know, uh, degrading the institutions and degrading public life and degrading cultural and intellectual life. On the other hand, he's put, he's allowed us at this point to be out there and to say what we all need to. That mixed with social media, Peter, will not allow these people to go on in, and in their current roles. And you're listening to WIP Sunday here on 94 WIP. We'll be back with Bob Newman after these commercials. And when we come back, I want to ask Bob Newman about the recent revelations from Donna Brazil. All this and more when we come back to WIP time, 738. And we're back and into the home stretch of WIP Sunday with Bob Newman, spin doctor, publicist, and a whole lot more. And we're talking current events. All right, Bob, Donna Brazil, she came out with some shocking things. At least I found them shocking that are in her new book. What do you think is going oh, on? Oh, you see, see I, I don't find them shocking, and I mean no disrespect, <laughs> because I've been talking about them for a long time, okay? Let's start with, with number one, okay? President Obama took all the money for himself, okay? He did, okay? He took it for the executive branch. He never sent money down to the states, okay? This has been known for so long. When I came on a show recently with you, and I listed that over a 1,000 state legislature seats Okay, over a thousand you know, state legislative seats were moved from the, the D column to the uh, to the R column. It was because he concentrated all the money in the executive branch. The same thing, you know, in terms of gubernatorial seats and even the uh, most of the House and Senate seats, which he didn't support. Okay, then it went on to Clinton. Okay, and so at that point, the party had no money. Barack Obama, you know, looked over because you know during. A, when the president is of a party, okay, uh, I mean, when the president, uh, it, uh, the presidency uh, for his party, he does run the uh, the local, uh, I mean, the uh, the national party at that point. He is the party leader, best said. Um, and he made the, those decisions in terms of finance. Once the election happens, it kind of starts slipping out of his hands. And she confirmed exactly what we knew all along, which was the Clintons were much deeper into the finances of the DNC at that point. So Obama had really, uh, you know, gutted the finances at that point for his own reelection and uh, his his own purposes. Uh, and I don't mean that in a, I mean in a political way, which was legal. Okay, uh, but his choices weren't necessarily what other party leaders would have done throughout the country, um, you know, supporting down ballot candidates. So at that point, you know, it was uh, it was a broke party, and Clinton um, had war chests 
and she made um, agreements, signed agreements with the DNC to bail them out. So obviously she was going to have the power at this point. Um, Donna Brazile felt ignored after she took over for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, which also was uh, a, an extremely weak leader of the party. She felt ignored. And I am not, Peter, ever a conspiracy theorist, okay? But she dedicated this book in part to Seth Rich, someone who was a young man who got gunned down in Washington, D.C., who was doing voter outreach, you know, type of uh, DNC work. And it has always been rumored that Seth Rich was going to open up, uh, you know, the, the discussion out there that who had potentially been talking to Julian Assange and others about how um, Clinton had really take, stolen the primaries from the Bernie side, side of, uh, of the election. And I think Donna Brazil is really telegraphing a message to us at this point that his, um, his death, uh, which has uh, never been figured out there, that there is no suspect for, you know, could be suspicious in, in terms of that. So I think Donna Brazil has given us, you know, 50, 60, 70 percent of what she knows, I still think she knows where dead bodies are. But Peter, there's the, the new part of the story, and we can talk about the salacious part, you know, there, but I do believe the Democratic Party has been on their horsey since the election ended. And there's really a couple of different wings there. There's the progressive wing who, uh, who, who wants to have power. There is the Clinton wing that still is pretty in deep with, with party leader Tom Perez and Keith, uh, and Keith Ellison. Um, but there's also people who do good work every day. And they're looking at districts. You know, they're looking at districts, you know, for instance, in Orange County, California, um, where they're putting up a, a 41-year-old, um, you know, Asian business leader um, potentially to run for Congress. They're looking at Republican districts in Illinois that they can knock off. So, you know, David Min in, in, in Irvine, California, or Kelly uh, – Mazeski in in, uh, in in Chicago area, you know, if they can pull off these districts, you know, Randy Bryce is running against Paul Ryan. I mean, can that could that seat go? You know, I've got a guy up in Maine near me named uh, named uh, named uh, Golden um, who is who is running against a Republican um, in Northern Maine, Bruce Poliquin, and. They've got five or six people running in each of these primaries, and I think that very they have a very good chance of taking the 23 seats that they need to get in the House. And day by day, we see Republican uh, who have said, I want out. I'm going to go into the private sector. I no longer want to be a, uh, a congressman. I no want to no want to be want to be living the stain of Donald Trump. I no longer want to be living um, and having to deal with the Freedom Caucus or the Tuesday Group. I think you, despite what Donna Brazil has brought out, despite the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders versus the mainstream, the Clinton end of the party, despite this, there is good work being done for Democrats throughout the country. And I believe they're a little bit ahead of the Republicans who have their own divide with Steve Bannon putting up his people and more the mainstream end of the party that support Mitch McConnell and others putting up theirs. But do you think Donna Brazil helped or hurt the possibility 
of Donald Trump being out of the White House in 2020? Um, I, I think on the one hand, I think it's a short term story. On the other hand, we will see um, him bring it up in 2020 or 2019 when he's running, if he runs, you know, to uh, to defend himself. You will also see others use it, you know, real, you know, top party people, Ben Sass or Tom Cotton, who your listeners will hear as really the future of that party once Trump moves on. I think they will raise the dysfunction when when they need to defend Trump. They will do what I did today, you know, by by talking about, you know, a, a local county commissioner, you know, versus an Alabama judge. They will say it happens on on all sides. So she did a disservice by bringing it all out. I don't believe it was for money. I believe that Donna Brazil looked back in 1988 when Michael Dukakis fired her for um for suggesting that George Bush Sr. had had an affair, okay, with someone at the State Department when she was running his campaign. I think she looked at CNN firing her for giving Hillary Clinton the uh, the questions, okay, and they didn't back her. I, I think she looked at how the Obama White House and the Clinton campaign treated her, and I think there was a little bit of retribution going on here. I don't believe it was necessarily for, for money or for the future of her career, uh, you know, with how politics are outside of, you know, the sexual scandals, I don't think she'll be persona non grata. I think she will be out there working in districts for clients, but I do think she has hurt in, in the short term, it will all disappear in the long run. I think it will be raised, um, but it will be amidst so much more and, uh, and, and clearly, you know, the wild card is uh, is the Mueller investigation at this point, which uh, if that actually produces something, all of these other controversies will pale in comparison. And I want to say thank you to James for calling in this morning. But, James, we're running out of time, so you're going to have to forgive me. I can't take your call. And you're listening to Conversa- WIP Sunday. My name's Peter Solomon. Bob, Donald Trump saying um, Putin told him he didn't do it. And he believes him. You, you, you know, someone we wrote are. me last night about that, and I said, no, 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 that's wrong. He, he does believe, uh, what's his, he does believe the United States Intelligence Services, okay? He does, what he, is, what he believes is that strong men like himself run the world, the Putins and the Xi Jinping's, and therefore he wants to get along with them. He thinks that they can have effect in Ukraine. He thinks they can have an effect in Syria. He thinks they can have an effect in North Korea. So he does not want to, to criticize them. I was right. I was right. Okay. This morning, the White House, probably under the direction of CIA Director Mike Pompeo, who is probably going to be your next Secretary of State, um, Pompeo, I think, put enough pressure and he on Trump to say, you know, first of all, this is true. Second of all, stop degrading the intelligence services, the CIA, the NSA, the DIA, and others, because we're going to be losing intelligence officers like Tillerson is losing diplomats over at the State Department if you continue to go down this path. So Donald Trump is like the Ayatollahs. Donald Trump, what he's doing at this point is putting out information for internal uh, for internal political use. Okay, um, and you know, on the other hand, when he's pushed, he he legitimately has to stand up and say, "No, I really didn't mean it that way." 
where it all comes down to, and we've talked about this month after month, Peter, is this, okay? Donald Trump thinks that we believe that if the Russians were involved, his election was not legitimate. Everything that arrives around Donald Trump we've seen in the last weeks, my generals, my stock market. Donald Trump will go on a riff, okay, constantly uh, in uh, what in uh, settings in in South Korea and Vietnam, and I'll tell you the Dow is up twenty, you know, point fifty three points. The S and P is up twenty one point twenty six points. The Nasdaq is up thirty point seventy two points. That you know five and a half trillion dollars in in capital has been added. You know that the uh, that unemployment is at a uh, at 4.1 percent is at a 17 year low, and that we've had a three percent expansion. And I could go on. Everything is personal to him, and everything is about winning. And he does, he believes that if Putin did get involved in the election, we won't think his election was legitimate. And I'd like to say thank you to Bob Newman for joining us this morning. It's always enlightening, Bob. Thank you. Take care. You too. And it's thank you to Phil Jackson, this morning's producer, and Tideman Solomon, my dear wife and associate producer. Couldn't do the show without either of your assistants. Stay tuned for Sports Talk with Sunny Hill. Always interesting and provocative discussion in the living room. I know I'll be listening. Nothing left to say, but see you soon.